Hey, Jason, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. And, uh, and people don't know who you are, maybe, maybe people do, but why don't you give us a quick rundown of what your life, your ministry, your business is all about? Yeah, my name's Jason Mayfield. I uh, currently host a show on YouTube uh, called Grace for Today. And uh, it's a show where I just basically teach the Bible, help people experience grace for life through Jesus Christ in different forms and fashions. My wife and I both are in business for ourselves. We have different streams of income coming into the house. So we're pretty passionate in addition to that, to helping people, you know, live without debt, go completely debt free, help them build wealth and help them for the most part, own their time and be able to do whatever they want uh, when they want, or at least make the decisions of when they get to do what they do. Very good. And kids, you got kids, Yeah, we have two. We have 11 year old girl and a seven soon to be eight year old girl. Oh man. So, I am outwomaned. <laughs> and you guys are in Florida. We're in Sarasota, Florida. Um, we're actually in the Lakewood Ranch area, if anybody's familiar with that. But yeah, so Sarasota, Bradenton area. So, all right, let's get into this. All right, so you you mentioned you do a, a show on YouTube that's hosted on YouTube right now. And you had some mm -hmm. qualification in there about right now. What does that mean? What do you mean by that? I, I actually, <laughs> this is a terrible answer to your question. I actually can't tell you yet. Okay. <laughs> um, it's very under wraps at the moment, but we're on YouTube right now. Uh-huh. And uh, but there's some things that are coming. I'm really excited. I've got some big news coming up soon. But uh, I was telling you before we got started, that's why I'm gonna tear this whole room apart soon mm -hmm. and uh and change everything that's going on in here. So I'm spending so more money than I want to right now. You heard it here first. Next step, best guess, TBN. Jason Mayfield. That would be awesome, but that is not it. But that would be <laughs> awesome. I'd love for them to call me. I'd be a great I think I mean I I literally my wife is going on um Paula White is starting a new te uh, digital television network. Mm -hmm. And my wife is going on there with a show. And we were in a meeting the other day and I told him I said, "Guys, I was born for television ministry." <laughs> I am I am TV ministry. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so for anyone who's new to Jason, he is very entertaining. I'm telling you, you should go yeah. watch his show. He's very entertaining. The personality is there. It's, very, it's awesome, man. I, I, I have to confess, I have not watched every day. You're, you're producing like four times a week We're doing Monday through something. Thursday right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's nonstop. I'm trying to go to Friday soon. Um. It's just fine. And what happened is we launched and I was really good on my schedule. And then we had like three major events at the beginning of the year. And I'm like, oh, well, no, they weren't that good schedule. Right. And uh, so I'm trying, I'd like to still get further ahead. Uh, but it's, yeah, four days a week. It's a lot. Because I, I told Ashley, I said, every week I upload four videos. And in my brain, that still feels like I'm done for the month. Right. But I'm not. Yeah. Right. Gotta so keep going. So so with that, um, what is your production schedule? Like, how do you manage all that? How do you, how do you do that? I mean, well, it changes every week thing like that. Yeah. Yeah. It changes every week. I'll say since I went down to a timer, it has helped because I am trying to, to do it to time. Mm -hmm. So like this week, this next week, um, worth of videos that come out, uh, are all 22 minutes, like 2205, 2216. I mean, very small variants. And that's probably me leaving just enough buffer at the beginning of the end. I could I could get it down to 22 solid. 
Um, but uh, doing that has helped because now I know how long it takes to record an episode. So I do it in one shot. I don't do any editing. Um, but my production schedule for the week is basically I try to be filmed by Thursday. This week I'm, I'm doing Thursday to, for filming, so I'll film tomorrow. Um, and that those Thursday videos will get me a week from Monday started. So that's what I film tomorrow will be. How many days is that? Ten days out? Yeah, so basically. then on Friday, I edit the videos, and that's a really simple process because it's a one shot. So I basically film the first like minute, or I'm sorry, I edit like the first minute of what I've filmed. So I get the beginning tight. I do throw some graphics on in the computer, uh, but I use a lot of Bible verses when I'm talking, but I put those in pro presenter. They're actually executing for me in real time. So I don't have to put those up after the fact. So all my graphics in the middle are either graphics that are not related to the video, like, mm-hmm subscribe on YouTube or check out my website or stuff like that. That's just rotating. Right. But then so all the graphics a, that are. Doesn't have to be a specific time. Exactly. It it's not to connected match what to what saying. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then my pro presenter graphics are obviously in time and they're in sync. Um, so the editing is really quick. Uh, so basically I, beginning of the week, I kind of write down my notes. I start working on those for a couple of days, just pecking away at it come in on Thursday. I've got my timer. I sit down, I just start recording and going. And then on Friday I come in, uh, it's already import the way that I'm filming right now, which is going to change, but the way I'm filming right now, it's already in Dropbox. When I get in here on Friday, I throw it in, I edit it down and honest to goodness, it only takes me like maybe an hour to edit the four videos and get them exporting. And sometimes on Thursday night, I'm just like, I'm just going to knock it out. So sometimes I've started the day <laughs> filming and I've ended the day with everything exporting. And then on the longest process, the, the part that I actually hate the most yeah. is the uploading and the scheduling and the writing descriptions and all the stuff that happens after um, and doing thumbnails. Mm-hmm. I have learned that my biggest pain point is thumbnails. <laughs> So, so, so that's the kind of the process. It's, 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 it's right for a couple of days, film on a Wednesday or a Thursday, right. edit the next day and get stuff started exporting and uploading. But you also have uh, little segments, clips that you're putting out in, all over the place, right? So that's a oh big deal. Oh my gosh. No, it's not. Tell me about it's it. A, this is amazing. Um, so we just started using this thing. I learned about it from Justin Coe, who was okay. that Christian vlogger. He does He's other been stuff on now. The podcast, yeah. So I learned about this from him. Uh, this thing called Descript, which actually I have another girl, Amanda Horvath, who I'm friends with out in Texas, who is doing a lot of like how to make videos and do stuff for your business and everything. And so I've been watching her, but she's also been using it. But Descript is you put it in, you you upload your video. Mm-hmm. And then it transcribes it. And this is where it gets crazy. You can edit the video from the transcription. Okay. So like if you go in, like you're doing a Word document yeah. and you delete a sentence, it deletes that portion of the video. And so there's some automatic things you can do. Like you can automatically remove filler words like um and ah and all that kind of stuff. Oh you my. can shorten your gaps. So if you did pause for like five seconds... You could tell at any, you know, gap that's over two seconds, I want you to shorten down to two seconds. Um, 
And then from Come the on. transcript, which you can just go through and just correct on the fly real quick. And they just came out with an update where your editing of the, the transcript and your editing of the video work at the same time. So it's very cool. Um, so you, wow. you, uh, you could take that information and just lay a caption over the top of it and it's ready to go. I mean, it's a, it's a couple more steps on what I'm saying, but it really is about that simple. So like I put out those videos this morning, you probably saw that. It's probably why it was on your brain that I put out a, a like a three day. minute clip. I see them every yeah. day. <laughs> well, I just, I sat down and did that really quick. So here's what's beautiful about that. Yeah. Is I'm learning it right now. This can be handed over to anyone who's not stupid. So if you can find one individual in the world who's not stupid, you got someone who can do these for you. It's not a technically proficient thing. So what I do, so to back up my process a little bit, if, if it was being handed off to what I still do, when I get at the end of my edit for uh, my daily grace stuff, and this is also Ashley's videos, this is everything. We you're create editing, three. You're, you're editing Ashley's I, stuff too, or you're edit her stuff too. It's differently than it's different than what I do, mm. but it's similar. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I her stuff is still multiple cameras, yeah, like multiple files. So yes. I'm still having to put it in and sync. I'm about to go back to that because doing what I'm doing for her is so easy. Um. I use Ninja V's. I actually will show you. I mean, we're like way off on this. Um, so I just bought this multi-doc okay. that has all these SSDs. So basically, this will plug into my computer, and I can take all of my Ninja V's, Ninja 5's, or whatever they're called, that I've recorded on, put those hard drives in that dock, edit from those drives on my computer and I never have to import. So then if I want to keep that footage, I can just set up like a carbon copy cloner to at night, put that over on a hard drive. But these files are going to be ginormous by the way, when you record right. this way. Right. Anyway. So what I, what we do is when we export, we make three things. So I make a master file. We go um, video for YouTube. So mm -hmm. YouTube centric video, we do a podcast version Basically, the podcast version is me going through and removing the end screen audio because at the end of my videos, I'm like, hey, click on this and check this thing right. out and blah, blah, blah. And then also any sound effects that were to YouTube graphics. So swooshes and things yeah. like that. So that removes that. And then I do a third one that is uh, for normal media. We call it television because of what we're doing with her, with Paula White. It's got me thinking that way is how do I create these you know, generic broadcast versions of video. And so we export those three. Well, now we've added a fourth one, which is a social export. And we take that one, we just go through and mute all of the uh, music, sound effects. We hide all graphics. We hide uh, anything <clears throat> that is basically anything. So it just becomes a raw cut of what we do, yeah. but it's still to time to YouTube. Mm-hmm. So then that video gets put into Descript. That's what we make those social clips out of. The next phase of that, because it's already, you know, to time, is we'll just go through via the transcript and create our chapter markers for YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like a lot that I just spewed at you about Descript, but I'm telling you, it's phenomenal. It sounds phenomenal. What is the, like, cost on that? And do they have I an think $20 program? a month. I would never not use it at this point. 
<laughs> but well, here's the other things. It replaces like I was using Trent for all of my transcribing. I know a lot of guys use like Rev and stuff to transcribe yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can replace those. You know, Trent was costing me $80 a month, I think. Wow. For unlimited transcriptions. So I've got that in there. I don't think it's unlimited, but I haven't hit a, uh, a deal and I'm uploading 20 to 30 minute videos Monday through Thursday. So that's at right. least what, 16 of those a month. Um, right. in addition to whatever else we put in there. So I haven't hit whatever the limit is. And I mean, I think 20, I think it's a steal. It sounds like it. I mean, it's, I'm going to have to check it out. Like, so, um, uh, I always get advertisements for content fries. You know what I'm talking about? I've never heard of it. Okay. It's one, it's basically, um, there, the way they advertise it is you upload a video and it'll create all these different micro content pieces for you. So itself, uh, that's, that's how it's advertised. I'm sure there's more to it, but that's how it's advertised. You know, you check it out. I don't know. I don't have an endorsement. I've never used it. I just see the advertisements every day on my Facebook feed. Well, so, and a lot of times what I find is like you just said is when they sell something that looks like that, it ends up that there are more steps to it. And I'm honestly, sure. I just hate curating the content. So like one thing that I've been doing that's been helping me is when I take a shower in the morning, I listen to my own podcast. Cause I mean, I write stuff out, but I mean, a lot of stuff's happening in the moment for me, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, I have the gift of, of riff, you know, I wouldn't say it's the <laughs> gift of gab, but I can riff real well. And uh, so I'm listening to the podcast and I'm listening for moments that like, I'm either kind of my energy is up. So I know I'm captivating or moments where I'm just dropping something that's super hot. And so like today I did, I was listening to the podcast back and I did a thing on, you know, why you need to block people on the internet. And I'm like, gosh, this is just a, you know, incredible uh, clip for Facebook and stuff. So I just went, I knew what I was looking for. So that's the other beautiful thing about Descript. Right. So I knew I was talking about blocking people on the internet. So I yes. come in and all I have to do is find block. Fine. Yeah. That's what I was gonna so ask. as soon as I start talking about block, I know I'm there on the, the deal. I also had said number two, so I can go in and I can just search for two and then two is going to show me where I'm at. So it, I, it's got everything I've said. So all I have to do is remember those num those names or words that I use and bam, I can get to wherever I need to be. I don't have to watch and wait and look at timelines. And do you upload a like full resolution thing to Descript? Are you, are you, are we talking 1080, 4k? What are you doing? You can, I've been uploading 1080, but I just found out I'm going to keep this between us. I just found out that I've been filming everything in 720p and I feel like <laughs> a jerk. Cause I mean, my, if you go look at some of my other stuff, that's like full on 4k oh. and I'm like, this just isn't working. So what's funny is I did that. I start. I just spent like $2,000 to go back to 4K because I thought I was doing 1080p. Mm. And so I'd ordered all this stuff and then I found the setting and saw I was in 720 and I was like, I should probably like cancel that order. So I ran a test real quick and I recorded on my camera in 1080, on my system in 1080 and on my camera in 4K and did a comparison. I was like, Okay, I still think 4K is worth it. I still want to go 4K, but my video looked <laughs> really bad. It looked really bad. 
And I'd been, I'd been, t- you know, our friend Trey Van Camp. I'm like Trey. I just feel like I've lost so much quality with this new system that we're working because we're both doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I'm like, I feel like I've really lost a lot of signal. And, and your system is going through a, a a switcher basically, right? So you can. Have so currently, angles. what I do, yeah, <clears throat> is I've got multi cameras in here. I mean, I can actually probably just switch around. Yeah. I have different cameras in the room. Like and then uh, that goes into an A10 Mini, which is on the other side of the room. Um, and that's why I was just controlling, but I can control it from the software. So the A10 Mini is over there taking in all of that footage. Um, the A10 Mini is set up where when I hit a button, it will automatically switch for me. So I don't even have to do, I don't do the switching in post. So it's automatically switching for me, cycling through the room, keeping the shots interesting, and then Pro Presenter also goes into where the A10 Mini goes, which is Ecamm. So whenever I can mm-hmm. click something on Pro Presenter, it puts it on top in Ecamm. Ecamm is capturing all of the video as a master file. I'm talking into a Rodecaster Pro, which also is going into Ecamm. So everything's getting captured over there in Ecamm. And then once I get done, you know, I click Finish, and Ecamm uploads it to Dropbox, and then it's available on my editing computer within moments because it's... Up until this point, the, the videos have been incredibly small, unbeknownst to me, in 1080p or in 720p. <laughs> so wow. I, the other day, I actually thought when I tried doing Dropbox, because I was recording a hard drive, I did on Dropbox, I thought, man, I'd never looked at the file sizes. I was like, man, these are incredibly small. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. So were you, was it, was it dropping it into a, a 1080 premiere timeline? Was it like so upscaling it? So I have it, it up as 1080p. Yeah, so it was like upscaling the thing. So yeah. even when I edit in 4K, what's crazy is I edit on a 1080p timeline. So I always edit 1080p and then upload in or, or export in 4K for 4K footage. So I've actually just been upscaling 720p to 4K for my channel, <laughs> which helps you know youtube because youtube wants to see that you're doing 4k because they want to push that feature Mm -hmm. um but yeah so i've been making i've been upscaling 720 video to 4k okay (laughs) you got a lot going on man tell me this because you your life is segmented okay you've got ish you're doing the youtube show Mm -hmm. which has a lot of components to it you're doing ashley's technical side of things which has a lot of components to it. Um, then I can imagine there's more to that business of Ashley's that you might get your fingers into. Yeah, I'm not on it as much. I'm more of a, with her stuff, I'm more of a sounding board just from years of organizing leadership and everything. So I most of what I deal with is our personal finances in terms of business as I'm making sure that our personal and business finances are taken care of kind of keeping my eye on things that we want to do in the future. I do a lot of futuring mm-hmm. in our business, just thinking, you know, what are, how do we want to do other things? When we started making a lot of money, the problem with making a lot of money and the only problem with it <laughs> is that um, <laughs> when we started making a lot of money is it changes the scope of your multiple streams of income. So like when we were making you know, when we had gotten up to where we're making like $10,000 a month, you know, if you have a side business that's making $750,000 or $750,000, $750 a month, well, $750 is still a pretty big portion 
of t- a ten thousand dollar pie. Um, right now, because we're more up, you know, in the twenties and the thirties, it does move it where if it's not something that makes us, you know, two to three thousand dollars, you know, pretty easily every month, it kind of becomes one of those things where we go, is this does this cost us more attention than it brings us benefit? And so it's, we're kind of right. always trying to figure that out. So with multiple streams, we have to think and launch a little bigger than we used to. And then also just trying to make sure, you know, we're not as good as we are on the internet. We're, you know, we're still trying to figure things out. There's still things that don't make sense to us. So we want to, you know, get into a lot more education stuff online. We're doing more um, teaching people how to do stuff. Uh, what do they call it? Infopreneur kind of thing where we're, you know, but I want it to be a little less. Here's how you do it. I want you to have some more stuff you can kind of launch with. So we were talking about that today, some things that we want to do with her, um, with me. Eventually, I'm going to put together a course for pastors and really with that traveling evangelist in mind in how do you create something viable on the internet. And uh, I I haven't done it. I don't know why, because I look at my numbers and I mean, I'm in my denomination, I'm probably one of the top five most effective ministers on the internet. But so, nobody thinks about the internet still, and so I'm just kind of over here doing my thing. Uh-huh. But if I was, if I was pastor in a church of 310, I'd be the bee's knees in the denomination, <laughs> which makes no sense. I apologize for all my noise, but I am in the garage office. This is as real as it gets in the garage office. I have, I, I've got I don't hear any noise, dude. I have got um, trash cans. Our trash uh, garbage trucks coming by, picking up the garbage. There is a lawnmower right now, like one of my neighbors' house. So I just get all the stuff. I get dogs barking. That's it. Oh, That's I feel you. This is. window right here, my little tube for my uh, air conditioner. Yep. It brings lots of outdoor information into the room. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, my garage door, which is right there, you know, next to me. Have you insulated your garage door? I have. So I have, there's windows on the top, which gives me some natural light, which I want to keep. Um, and then there's the rest of it is insulated. You know, the cutout foam pieces that foam? you put yeah. in. Yeah. So the rest of it is. That's actually what this is. My wall behind me is, oh. is that styrofoam. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. For now. <laughs> For now. For now. Is there something on the other side of that wall? You said it was a pretend It's wall. just a wall. Okay. I just have my wall there. Yeah, it's just a normal wall. But I didn't, I have a window. So this wall covers half of a window. Mm-hmm. So it gives me a little bit more of a run yeah. that I can put into the camera frame without it yeah. looking weird. Yeah. And like the window didn't used to bother me till I put the air conditioner in. And so now uh-huh. I got like that big panel at the bottom and I'm like, yep. this really, you know, brought the quality of that down. Well, we put, we put this portable air conditioning unit in. And it's got the hose, but we put a hole in the wall. <laughs> so there's a there's a so hole that it hooks up to. If I did not rent this house, if I owned this house, outside of kicking myself for buying this house, because I would not want it. Uh, but once I was done punishing myself, uh, I would put a mini split on the wall. Which I hear are actually a lot quieter than these. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know till I put one. I, some days I think about doing it anyway. Because I'm like, what is the, you know, are the, what are they is gonna the do? electrician going to ask to see my deed? 
Right. <laughs> you know, just come put say, this thing are in you... there. Yeah. Well, man, there's a lot, uh, a lot you have downloaded to me so far, just processes and things that you're, you're doing ways that you're going about that you're trying to make it easy for yourself to accomplish everything. But like I was saying, your, your life is segmented in, in these different kinds of pieces of things that you're doing. My wife and I have the same thing. So, you know, pastor, uh, YouTube stuff, podcast, church yeah. podcast, you know, my wife, uh, is full, a full-time virtual assistant for one client. And then we have a virtual assistant business that we're running as well. And so there's a lot of pieces going on. And I think for most people, it would drive them crazy. I think most people who have that much going on would be like, I, I, this is too much. I can't, I can't do yeah. all these things. But when I'm switching from one sort of compartment to another, at the same moment, I'm usually going, God, thank you that I get to do this, <laughs> that I get to switch well, and not just be one thing all the time. Yeah, I'm probably a little different. I, I do like being just in the zone. I, I what The thing I miss the most about like church ministry is yeah. I like to going in at seven in the morning and leaving at nine at night. You know, that's the, that's the thing everybody complains about. I loved being completely immersed. It's my personality. Um, but I, I, I like the fact that we have enough going that there's, we always have something else we can be doing, you know? And so it's more for us, it's a little more security. Um, I'm grateful for it, but I also like, you know, you said it, most people, I think it would drive them crazy. And I, it's because most people won't take time to learn a system. If you just, you know, sometimes you got to slow down to go fast. And so if you'll just slow down and figure out how can I manage all of this stuff? I mean, if I was shooting videos the way I was shooting before, uh, I couldn't do four videos a week myself. Right. Now I could, you know, I could bring in help to do that, but to run this lean and produce this much, you have to have a system that works and not just a system you've written down and you follow because that's great. But if you've written an inefficient system down, it doesn't help you. And right. so it's lit. It's just little stuff like that. Like this piece um, that I showed you a minute ago, you know, this is like a five or $700 deal. I uh, don't need this. I actually have docs that I could dock into. This is more efficient mm -hmm. and I can get to it fast. I can get my stuff in. I can see that the disc are reading and everything. And so that little bit of time it shaves off is worth it. It's not worth it for everyone because they're not in the place you're at, but because of the place you're at. I, you have it. to scale up with stuff uh, in terms of equipment over time. But I will say this. A lot of people do want to go and do what I did, and that is buy cheap stuff and try to get around the big expenses. And I would just encourage you, you know, if you're out there and you want to do anything like this and you want to, you know, you need to get a tripod or you need to get a light stand or you need just go get the expensive piece. You know, you don't have to go get a $7,000 tripod, but get the $150 tripod instead of the $15 one. Uh -huh. Because what's going to happen is eventually, like myself, you're just going to have old, pointless crap that you've eventually replaced anyway, just around. I right. got, you know, little light stands. I could have a YouTube garage sale. 
but I wouldn't make enough money on some of this stuff to even ship it. It's so you know so much garbage. It had to be local pickup, man. You're talking offer up, not not uh, shipping stuff. You're talking come pick it up. You want to come? Pick I just it up. feel like I'm not going to hit my twenty five hundred dollar mark with offer up, <laughs> or I would do it. Yeah, hey, I I've sold many things. You know what my my latest? Oh, it's not even in here. But my latest offer up uh, success story was getting a I so here's a little secret to me right so in our finances my wife and I have our own funds right that we can do whatever we want with so yeah we, we do that too yeah put a little money into it we use the every dollar app to help us organize all the stuff so uh, but on top of that I usually have some hard cash mm-hmm. stowed away around so I like to keep a little bit of cash around um, for if I want to buy something on offer up or go on a trip and we just I just want to have some cash or whatever. Yeah. So I found on offer up and I've been looking at these for a while uh an uh, iPad Pro, right? So one of the 12.9 iPad Pros. I've been looking at it, wanted the smart case thing with the keyboard and the the Apple Pencil, wanted the whole thing, right? I've been looking at it for a long time, had some applications I really wanted to use it for and I had some cash. So I'm going on Offer up because you buy it new, you know, you buy it new, it's great. But I like to uh, get a little deal. So you like that deal? I like the deal. Uh, I feel I feel like I've really accomplished something if I get a deal. So that's why I'm telling you this. So, um, but this guy had used it a couple of hours, right? You go and you can see the hours, the hour, the usage and stuff. He used it a couple of hours. Decided no, he want that. He want a laptop. Uh, but he had waited too long to really return it. Uh, it was outside the 60 days or whatever uh, he had from like Best Buy or something. Uh, mm-hmm. But he had got the whole thing. He got multiple cases, the the keyboard, the pencil, everything. So I'm like, well, okay, I'll, I'll check it out. So I, I meet up with him, right? I'm checking it out. Everything checks out. Everything's good. And he had it listed for, he had it listed for 1600 Gave him, gave him a thousand cash. It's a pretty good deal for all that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a great deal. So I was, I was, uh, so yes, people will talk you down. Now he could have held on to it and gotten fifteen or something, fourteen or something. Yeah. But I was like, I got, I got a thousand today. Do you want? But cash also, something about cash just moves that bar pretty quick. I um, and I like you know where I like to have cash at more than anywhere. We do a lot with cash. So we do all of our groceries with cash. We actually, we do a fund. We do it differently. We actually have money boxes, uh-huh. like yep. little like money boxes. So we're garage sale ready <laughs> at yes. any moment, but we have money boxes. Each other. We just do a thousand dollars cash a month. So uh, I'll give her a thousand dollars. I'll put a thousand dollars in mine. And then, um, but I like to have cash on me anytime I go to like one of those restaurants where you have to pay at the counter. Yeah. So I'm like, I am not about to stand in that freaking line to pay you for these eggs. And uh, so I go up. So I'm I'm that guy. They'll be dealing with other people. And I'll just walk up and I'll go, that should cover it. <laughs> and I leave. Nice. nice. <laughs> I don't even let them ring me up. That should cover it. See you later. <laughs> and they're trying to figure out what what did he have? I'm trying to get this into our our well, system. I hand them so the receipt know, too. I don't, so I, don't I give them the receipt. I'm like, that's take care of it. And then I'm out of there. Oh, that's hilarious. So you guys do, you don't do uh, an envelope system. You do a cash box, box system. 
Well, no, we do some things that we just kind of know where the budget is. We try in areas where we're, you know, we're spending a lot. Um, we do our cash. Uh, so like, I'm, I don't do an envelope system for things like utilities and stuff. They just are what they are. And we kind of know where that lands, you know, in our rent, we kind of know where that lands and, you know, the, any variation there ought right. to be, you know, within realm of reasonable. So, um, we're also trying to keep a lot in the accounts in general, you know, so that way we're always just have money naturally growing. I have a really like strategic but relaxed way that I do it now. I think when we, we went debt free and saved an emergency fund so fast, because we did in six months, we paid down $63,801.99 and went completely debt free. But then the following two months, we put $25,000 in a savings account. Praise God. We have a lot more than that in there now, but that's what we did then. And at the end of that process, I think I was still so toasted. Matter of fact, I can tell people this, I lost like 50 pounds or something like that. And so people ask me, they say, so we know you've gained your weight back. So what happened? I said, <laughs> and I tell them all the time, it's the honest truth. It was uh, our emergency fund. It was something about that $25,000 over two months. I was like staring at spreadsheets and willing this stuff into existence. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, it was so like taxing on me yeah. that I ended up, I was just like, I need to have some macaroni and cheese. It's the only way I knew to cope. And so I just, I stress ate that process and my weight just started creeping up so quickly. So it wasn't creeping. It was just going, but anyway, so everything else though, yes, we try to do cash. So we do cash. We have a cash envelope for the kids that we refill every month because they'll show mm -hmm. up and need something or the other. Our cleaning ladies, I clean, I, I clean them. I pay them with <laughs> cash every week. So I have, you know, a cash envelope that has their exact amount that I pay into them every week. And then, um, then we have a thousand dollars cash, which we can save and roll over and do whatever we want with. We do not roll over grocery money. And typically we don't roll over the kids money. We just bring it back up to 400. Gotcha. Uh, which they normally don't use all of that. But if something were to come up, you know, we have it. Yeah. Um, but then uh, our money we can save, and this is the, the the piece de resistance right here, is when we shop online or we use our cards, we have another money box called the internet box. And so if you buy something on Amazon or something, you just have to go pay the internet box. <laughs> so that's and so. What happens to that at the end of the, like? Do you typically then deposit that, that back or do... into our cash for the next month? Okay, so then you just take so that instead of pulling that from the bank, we yeah. just use that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's still a draw on the bank, but total, because I mean, our our grocery money is really high, mm -hmm. but it is super convenient. We also eat out and stuff on our grocery money, but we do sixteen hundred dollars a month. Um, which the funny thing is, if I just doubled it, we could just eat out every day. Right. And there are days I think I'm just going to double this and not <laughs> try to cook more. <laughs> Um, to save a ton of time. That's yeah, an they, hour a day I get back right there. Um, you know how richly the like how like butter heavy and stuff eating out really is, you know, and sodium and all that. Stuff. You know how you would eat so fantastic. rich in food all the time. Yeah, I love. I want to be rich in food. I'm ready. <laughs> um, so get this. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we did something similar. Um, you know, we're not quite at the place you're at, but we, we, uh, paid off all our debt mm -hmm. this month. 
Like this was the month. Yeah. So you except just for the went house. Yeah, except the house. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. It's a big deal. That's right? the real stuff right there. The, Congratulations. Welcome to the family. Thank this is a big deal, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, trust me, I feel you. We've been paying off debt since we got married, right? So I, I just want to I want to encourage you real quick. Go for it. Before you encourage. get hot Please and encourage in me. your emergency fund, watch your diet. <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, our emergency, our our three months is done. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, so we we were able to do a lot real quick at the end of our stretch here. So we yeah. just you know, so again, just with that, we you know, I met with the. Uh, financial advisor we're starting our ira like we're getting some stuff done yeah. there so because of this because of where we're at you know there's my wife has a list i don't know if your wife has a list my wife has a list it has to do with our home and things she wants to do to it okay so she comes to me uh she and it's not like hey i want to put up new blinds over here it's like you know i want to replace all the windows like to, kind of stuff i'd like to tear this wall out. you know what i mean yeah yeah so it, you know it's so i'm like okay she every once in a while she'll say so when can we do this and so I'm, the other day i was like listen i want you to be able to do it all i need you to put it in a spreadsheet for me and put the numbers in and give me yeah. priority okay tell me where your priority is tell me how much each one's going to cost so she's starting to like she's scheduling people to come out and give quotes and things so she so we have all the numbers so yesterday it all fell upon us because we had already uh, I already had someone coming out to uh, build a new mailbox because ours was literally falling over. It was rotting. It was wood. And so we got oh, in man. a nice big one and it's secure now. So our mail won't get stolen, which is important. That's good. Um, That's also good because now, you know, you won't uh, desecrate that mailbox with uh, debt That's right. payment. That's right. That's right. So anyways, we, so that was being built yesterday. Then we had um, someone was coming by to give a quote just for cleaning the carpets, right? She wanted to clean the carpets. Mm -hmm. You want to do that every once in a while. So someone's coming by to do that. We have the the bug guy coming by. We've got a lot of people just popping in and out doing things. And I always joke because yeah. every once in a while we have one of these days where it all kind of comes on one day. And I'm like, here we are with the estate. We got to keep the estate moving, you know, and joking yeah. around. That's our, that's our Mondays. Mondays are cleaning ladies. We schedule yeah. pest control. We have the... Uh, the the stuff gets cut. I had the house being painted the other day, and I'm like Mondays. I I manage the estate. Yeah, it's that's it. Lord yeah. of the Manor. And and you know what's great? It, oh, I'll say this too. She also had a window company coming by to quote some different mm -hmm. window things. We have one that has water inside, and so we're trying to figure that. Anyway, so yeah. um, but they all kind of came at the same time, and so we had it was just nuts. We had mariachi music blazing because the guy was building the the uh mailbox i was texting my neighbor do you like our music today you know uh also when the guy came by to give a quote he knocked over our our basketball hoop like because his truck there's like a thing on top of the truck and it was too tall and it hit our basketball hoop and bam oh, and i felt bad for him i'm like oh man you know i don't really care it's fine it's fine the yeah but he was like you know what you know anyway it's just funny. It yeah. all falls on one day, and you got all this movement and stuff. The kids are like, "What's happening around here?" We're, 
You know, the guy who comes to quote the carpet cleaning? Go, We're rich now, kids. Yeah. The guy who comes to quote the carpet cleaning? I, he he is uh, Spanish-speaking with a little bit of English, and I don't speak Spanish. And my wife yeah. took three years and doesn't know much Spanish. Uh, mm-hmm. And and the guy's talking a mile a minute, and so it was really hard to understand. And basically, he basically was like, I don't do quotes. I'm here to clean. Pushed his stuff in and started doing it. And I'm like, I guess we're rolling with this because I don't know what to do at this point. So a man and his wife cleaned the carpets yesterday. It's a really smart business model right It there. is. I was like, man, this guy gets what he hey, wants. This guy just gets send Jorge wants. out there. They want a quote. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but he was good. I mean, he was good. And he, he gave us a better price than we've had in the past, which is nice. But it just... Everything happened at once. And on top of that, we were trying to celebrate our youngest son's. It was his, uh, it's called the gotcha day. It's his anniversary day. So um, uh, he's adopted and, you know, we, we celebrate that once a year. So we had like a picnic yeah. going on the lawn while the mailbox is being, you know, serenading us with music while someone's cleaning the carpets. The dogs are in the crate going crazy. The bug guy's spraying around the house. You know, the other guy's looking at the, it was just, it was a madhouse. It was nuts. Yeah. But, you know. It's a reminder, though. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff that uh, that at a point in your life you could not do. Absolutely. You know, and, and the reality is, is as your stuff grows and your money grows and all of that, you know, you're never really at enough. You never get to enough because your your life is always evolving and your expectations are always evolving and you're always going Hopefully you're always going to another level, you know, and we, uh, a, a millionaire friend of ours, multi, multi, multi millionaire friend of ours had told Ashley the other day, because kind of one of the big things we have our attention on is like, what does it look like to make a hundred thousand dollars a month? And, uh, and she just told Ashley recently, she said, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a month when you get there will not be enough because you'll have so much will have evolved around you at that point. And so you just, you have to have those moments where you have days where everybody's in the house doing stuff and you're not doing anything. You have to have those moments where you go, man, we have got it going on right now and we need to be grateful and we need to be thankful. Ashley told me a story last night. She likes to go, she's been on this kick lately where she wants to go to Sonic. Do y'all have Sonic out there? Oh yeah. Okay. So she has this thing where she wants to go to Sonic and get a chocolate and banana shake. This feeling normally hits at like a super inconvenient hour of the night. Um, it's weird how that's connected. But uh, so we go, we were there last night getting her one in the drive-thru and they opened the window. You know, the one thing about Sonic is you never go inside. That's right. But that drive-thru window, they opened that drive-thru and it was just pungent. Mm. You know, what all the smell and stuff from the cooking and the grease. Yeah, yeah, and all of this stuff. And she told me, she said, I'll never forget. We we were um she was the number one salesperson for Geico insurance in Florida. I want to say this was 15 years ago or more. And um, so she was the number one salesperson for Geico in Florida. And uh she, they were in work one day and they were all griping and complaining at work. And their manager, she said, I will never forget this moment. The manager stopped us all, looked us all in the face, and says, you be thankful you have a job that you can shower before you go instead of having to shower when you get home. 
And sometimes you just have to stop and you have to look at your situation and go, yes, I don't want to do this. I'm not enjoying this. Or, you know, I wish we had more money or I wish we had more of this, or I wish we could do X, Y, and Z. And you have to stop and you have to look and you have to go, okay, things are better than I ever thought they would be. You know, I look back at what we used to live on and I think how in the world did we survive and that now, you know, it's just, I, I look around and there's so many little frustrations I have with our life or things I want to do, right. but I stop and I think, my God, look at what we're doing. You know, look at what's going on in our world. And you just could have a good mentality and a good outlook on things. You can make things work. I wanted to move out of this house and go get a new house. And we just kind of made a decision that it's not worth it right now. And so now we're saying, how do we make this house work for our needs? And you just, if you have a, I can attitude, I can do type of outlook on life. I think you really can make things happen and don't be upset about what you don't have. Be, you know, resourceful with what you do have and, you know, and keep yeah. a little bit of life. I think saying no to things is a powerful discipline. You know, I, I'd like to buy, uh, all new cameras right now. You know, Sony just came out with that FX3 yesterday. I'm I, like, I'll be good on about four of them things. Bro, I've got it in my browser. I was looking at it earlier today. I was like, man. All of us are looking at it today. Oh, man. <laughs> you kidding that's me? A nice, that's a nice camera. And But, you know, I mean, I just, right now, it's not a necessity. It's not a need. And so you just, you learn to say no to things. There's a lot of stuff I can do that I don't. Mm-hmm. I think keeping a little no in your life, just it helps you just to have control. Uh, you don't, you know, the reason we didn't buy the house is we just felt like if we go get this house, there's a measure of peace that we have right now that we willingly sacrifice. And we just said, well, yeah. I don't want to go, I don't want to go give any peace away because the houses are selling so fast that everybody's going to be barking down my throat. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, when, when the tables have turned and people forget if you're spending $700,000, you're the one in charge. I would just say there's a word right there. I think for anybody who's watching, who's looking to buy a house right now, if you're about to go spend $300,000, $800,000, $1.5 million, the, on what will most likely be the biggest purchase you will ever make personally, if you're about to go spend that money and you are not the person in charge, don't spend that money. It'll come back around. I mean, the difference between a 1% and 3% or a 2 and 3% interest rate really is not that grand. Right. So I don't remember if it's a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars a month, but it's not going to make that big of a difference on your, in your course of your life. We were, we, you know, my wife, one of her hobbies is looking at Zillow. <clears throat> so yeah, mine too. I suffer from that as well. Yeah. So she just likes to browse. So remember that if you look on Zillow and you see saved by so many people, most of them are just checking it out. Browsing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's been a couple of houses that have come up that were like, you know, as the kids get older, and our house is about 1,800 square feet, uh, as the kids mm-hmm. get older, and, you know, I would eventually like to have a fully integrated office that's inside the house with proper air and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, just little things. You know. So anyway, we, we would need a five-bedroom at that point. So, so Yeah, she's, that's what people forget when you both work from home. Yeah. The amount of house you need, 40... I look at 4,600 square foot and people are going, oh, it's a McMansion. And I'm going, oh, if it just had two more bedrooms. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, and so we look, we look at those things and then like every once in a while one pops up and like, that's really a perfect situation. That's a perfect one. I'm like, but, but it's at the top of the market right now in terms of like its value. If you look at the graph of its value, it's so far up there oh, his, yeah. compared to his, I'm, I'm concerned about buying it at that point. I'm not oh, sure yeah. I want to do that. So, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff you don't know until after the fact. And I have a feeling that we're not living in as volatile of a situation as we did, you know, like in 08, 09. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of similarities right now. Just they're writing a lot of mortgages. Everybody's getting approved <clears throat> for stuff. You're buying houses at nearly, you know, 30% more than what they were a year ago. I mean, it's there's some real crazy stuff going on right now. But also, I mean, I think at some point you just start feeling like I'm getting left out. Get left sure. out. Get left out. Who mm -hmm. cares? Let somebody overbuy a house for you. <laughs> Let them do it. Let them overbuy a house. Let them go ahead and put $150,000 down on that house you like for you. Because a year or two from now, they might be willing to get out of it and eat that $150,000. Yeah. Because if that, that pressure would be so high, if they can just get up out from under it. And I know some of you are thinking, my God, Jason, that sounds ruthless. But last I checked, that's a biblical promise. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Sometimes <laughs> it is stored up in a down payment on a house. So go ahead, go buy my house for me. I'll tell you which uh, one to get. One of my dreams for Eric and I, because I, I know that like, uh, let me back up a little bit. I saw something you posted recently about um, increasing your capacity to manage more. Yeah. You know, for, for God. And, you know, I see a lot of that biblically, that you increase your capacity and God, and, you know, it's a principle. I don't know mm -hmm. that it's a promise, but it's a principle, you know, that if you will increase your capacity, uh, God will give you more to handle. Uh, or manage. And so I'm trying to think of every little bit that comes to us. I've always thought this way, but as we've increased our our income, I've thought of it even more managing it for his kingdom. And uh, and I used to kind of think like people who had people come clean their house or whatever, oh, come on, man, you can just clean your own house. You know, you're wasting money, but you're not wasting money. You're paying someone who that's their livelihood. So that's yeah. not... That's not a waste. That is part of the economy. There's a there's a scene in um West Wing in the last season uh -huh. when uh the new president the uh Santos family is taking over. They're about to move in. He's president elect. So they're doing a lot of meetings and so the wife, the first lady elect goes in to have a meeting with CJ Craig who's the uh the um uh, chief of staff, and she's taking them to meet with everybody at the residence. And she walks into this room, and there's just hundreds of people who are going to be her chefs and maids and attendants right. and all that stuff. And she says, could we hang on just a moment? And they, she turns around with C.J. Craig, and she goes, we do not need all of this. And she says, okay, no problem. Who would you like to fire first? You know, and so sometimes right. we forget you know, these things make the economy run. Now, I'll say this. If you work from home, I think things like a house cleaner or stuff like that are more critical to your success uh, than you probably realize. If you have a no more traditional job, 
mm-hmm. where you're not at home and not in charge of all your time and stuff, you probably find time to clean and things and it become the weekend deal or whatever. I'm not right. saying it's frivolous. If you do, you know, if you are out working to get a house cleaner, I think it's great investment in your time and your own personal, you know, happiness. But uh, if you work from home, what will happen if you do not have stuff for the house being taken care of, you will find yourself giving your working hours to taking care of the home. Mm-hmm. And what naturally happens is you want to do like house cleaning and stuff during the day when your kids aren't home because you don't, you're not getting people in your way. And then you start working at night and you're not with your family. And so there can be a real unhealthiness there. So I think if you work from home, work for yourself, house cleaner, you know, I got a pool guy, I got lawn people. I think all of that stuff is really critical to you just making sure you're doing the things you need to do and getting right. those things. Yeah. If I'm, you I'm can, a big advocate of that. Yeah. I think, I think if you, if you're in that place and you can afford it, do it, you know, go for it. And most people can, I think, you know, between my cleaning people and my lawn people, I think I'm spending a total of like $500 a month. And the lion's share of that is with the cleaning people, you know, the lawn, yeah, having lawn people is incredibly cheap. Lawn people come cut your grass once a week for next to nothing. I got my invoice right here. You know, like, like it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's incredible. I don't have to worry about it. We have the best looking lawn on the block. They, you know, take care of it, make sure it looks nice. It's taken care of. Now I don't have the best looking lawn on the block, but I don't care. (laughs) I cut and I don't ever see it, you know? (laughs) And I don't have to store like lawn maintenance stuff in my garage i don't have any room for that stuff in which you know you don't have you have to store yourself yeah i don't i don't have that stuff yeah exactly i mean we got (laughs) another piece this is a wall we put up you know there's there's a piece over there and my little fiat's over there on the other side of the wall but ah do you like it now hey i have a question for you yeah yeah, yeah. to go back to what you said earlier do you have that 12.9 inch ipad i do you did get it Mm -hmm. so it what were you doing before that Oh, I could get by without it. Yeah, but what? But what were you doing before that? <laughs> I didn't have an iPad, so I wasn't. But you were just using the computer. Yeah, basically just a computer guy. Yeah. So how has it impacted? And you've never had an iPad before. I have in the past. I have. I, one okay. of the things that I wanted to see was: can I make this work as my laptop? Okay. And then get What's, rid of my laptop. What are you laptop. feeling on that? So I'm I'm almost there. There's just a couple of things I'm not sure on. You know, I use Premiere Pro to, to edit uh, video. So I've got that on my laptop and I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to because in here I've got two screens and I've got all this space, workable space to, to work on. So I was thinking about, you know, for, for shorter videos that are not like our entire service online for Sunday for our church that is totally online yeah. right now. Um, you know, I was thinking about for shorter stuff, you know, I do some tech reviews and things like that, smaller videos, um, you know, five minute videos or whatever. I'd like to try to edit those on my iPad. So using Luma Fusion. Uh, yeah, I've editor. seen a lot of that. So I went ahead, I bought Luma Fusion, I put it on there. I've done one video with it, and I honestly, I really like the experience. Really? Yeah, I really like the experience. Now, I, I wouldn't do big videos, long videos with it, and I'm using a. Uh, I'll plug in an SSD to it through a dongle, mm-hmm. which is kind of funky, but it is what it is. Um, and I'll have it have the footage on there and stuff, and and export it to that. But I really liked the experience. The other thing I wanted to do with it, and this is kind of funny, but um, 
my wife and I watch shows on our phones in the at, mm-hmm. at night in bed sometimes. And we, uh, our daughter has some anxiety stuff and she's been sleeping in our room for, uh, a couple of months now, which is a whole nother thing we're dealing with. We're trying to figure out. Um, but we were watching on our phones and, you know, it's this little screen. So I was like, man, if I had an iPad, I could watch our shows on this big old thing and we could both see. You got watch together? Yeah. My wife and I watch it together. On, on the phone. Yeah, we were. So, because we didn't want to have it loud, we, we wanted to use our AirPods. Like, so, yeah. Um, so last night, you know, my, my daughter's asleep and these are shows that are not kid friendly. Right. So we, we like mm-hmm. our shows, you know, we don't let our kids watch our shows. So, uh, so we're watching, uh, this movie that's on Netflix. It's just sitting on the bed. You know, we've got our AirPods in and my daughter's asleep and I'm like, man, I like this so much better. And the keyboard yeah. is amazing. Now the speakers on it are pretty loud. Yeah, though they are. Okay, they are. So I have two on my desk right now. Actually, two of the basic iPads that I got like three, four years ago. Yeah, I am trying to use them more, and so I they have functions, but in terms of just like full time use and stuff, I don't like them because I'm a typer, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to type with a keyboard. So I've really been thinking about getting an iPad Pro with the keyboard when I hit 50 episodes of okay. the show, which should be by the end of March, by the way, because we are turning these babies out. There you go. And so, uh, but I've, I've been trying to decide, is that really what I want? Cause I, I want something just to write, to write my notes, uh-huh. write my sermons, write my messages. Uh, and then, you know, write anything else I need to do. And then, but something that I can move around with and it's lean. Yep. I have an old, old, uh, I don't even know where it is. Laptop somewhere in this room. <laughs> oh, there it is. See, and, yeah. uh, but it's from, that's how old it is that I don't even know where it is. You know, it's 2013, so I can use it, but the, the typing experience is slow. I can't get up to the newest stuff, you know, airdropping and stuff with it's just not oh, kosher yeah. anymore. And Airdrop is an amazing feature that I love and I use it all yeah, me too. the time. And I can just and do really, it on everything but that laptop. You know, and so my my laptop is not that old, but uh, it's a Mac, uh, to Air from maybe three three years ago, something the like that. The only reason I wouldn't do a laptop right now is because I know that they're moving with this stuff. So I got an M1, excuse me, I got an M1 Mac Mini that I yeah. use to process all of my video production stuff on yeah. the fly. And then I have a, a big 27-inch iMac that is maxed out that I edit everything on. And so I've just kind of been like, I don't know if I want to do a laptop right now when I might be buying one that's underpowered but future-proof mm-hmm. versus, you know, <laughs> overpowered and not future-proof. But then I feel like a, an iPad would do everything I need it to do. I'm just trying to... Also, as dumb as it sounds, I mean, I almost would get a new iPad just for the fact that the pencil sticks to the side oh of it. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Like dealing with my pencil is like it's like another thing right now. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing I gotta deal with. So it just it just charges, it just sticks on, charges. It's I mean it's it's great. And in the the stand itself, the I can't remember what it's called. Smart You can put a you can put a cable into it, right? Yeah. USB C it's the same cable that goes into the and uh it can both have a charge. Anyway, it's it's great. I love it. We took it to so I went to um took our family to uh, Santa Cruz 
uh-huh. a couple weeks ago. And I took it. I got it like on a Friday. I wanted to get it before the trip because I really wanted to try it on a trip because I wanted to edit a video while we were gone. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to kind of have that experience of not bringing my laptop and it would be a lot slimmer and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, so I was like playing with it on the trip and trying to edit this video with the pencil. I was trying to figure out the software because it's a little bit different than Premiere with a lot of the same stuff. You just kind of have to figure out where the things are. So, you know, it was a great experience. And then I got home. I'm like, man, I really like this. So even some days I've got it sitting on my desk while I've got all this other stuff going on. I've got it sitting on my desk, you know, and I've got something else running on that. It could be something yeah. simple like a Slack channel where I've got communication going on with something else over there. It's just, I don't know, it just it just feels great. And then for our online church service, I was, we had it, we had it where we were watching from YouTube uh, on our TV, and then I had my laptop to host Facebook in the chat. So I'm talking to people in the chat, prompting questions, you know. Mm-hmm. praying for you whatever and and then on my phone i usually had a di- another screen open so that i could just make sure that everything's working properly across across all the platforms and everything and so i've switched from using my laptop now i'm using the ipad to host everything and it's a great experience mm. for that too so i'm i'm feeling good about my purchase i'm not i don't have any buyer remorse you know which is that may make me feel better about it when i come up to it soon and i just have to decide if i want to get it as a cell phone deal or a uh yeah go do it through just apple or best buy or something which so, best buy does have that great return policy you know yes it does if you're an elite member i actually member. bought <laughs> well i bought a m1 mac mini that was 8 gig of ram because i was like i want it today number 1 but i also want to see i if it works you know i'm one of those guys i've always been let's spend as much money on a computer as humanly possible because the way you get a Mac to work really good is you spend a ton of money on it, you know? And so I've always done that, but then all these M1 reviews were coming out and I said, I want to try buying the cheapest one. <laughs> and so I did, and I figured out I needed 16 gigs. So, but I had there that 30 go. day return policy. I custom order one from Apple. It comes in. I change the computers out, take the other one back to Best Buy. You know, right. I mean, it's like just beautiful. Right. And love that. Dude. So even, uh, the one I got, it was not quite the memory load that I wanted, but it's still fine. Mm-hmm. And, but it was, it is, um, it is a cell phone carrier one, so I can add a plan to it. It's not connected to any plan, but it is AT and T, which is what I have. So I could add that on if I want to use that at a later date, which I'm debating if I want to. I think I'll have to go on a trip for that really to make sense for me. But I find that anytime I travel, that's when I do not have good service. Yeah. I have a I have a great knack for going to cities that have not <laughs> properly prepared for me to come. For you. <laughs> I have they've prepared for other people, uh, but not for but me. Not for you. Yeah. Not, not for me. For you. <laughs> but I barely ever travel anyway. I never go yeah. anywhere. Well not and anymore. I'm like, I don't want to, to be honest. I like being here. Um I really like doing everything out of the room you know, and stuff. So I mean, I've done stuff at churches and not even shown up and it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. People got more open to last year. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's fantastic. Well, man, you spent a good hour, a little bit longer with me here and I don't want to keep, I'm not surprised. Um, but, uh, that's what I do, but thank you so much for hanging out with me. You know, 
we'll we'll uh we'll stay in contact we'd love to know your news when it when it hits whatever that's coming soon maybe in fact we're probably five six weeks out from this even going out so uh so you can drop it now if you want and then uh i could put it in there okay if we're five six weeks out i'll tell y'all what it is okay great uh i am officially going on television so we're going into our first television market um it's a small network down in uh mobile alabama all right which i'm from alabama originally and so we're going there we're doing it's you know it's i'm not going on nbc here but we're going on a small Christian network there. We're going to be, I'm going to be on every night at 9 PM. Wow. Uh, so it's, it's a really big deal because this will be our first kind of foyer into uh, what does traditional broadcast look like. It's also going to give us an opportunity. It's going to cost us a thousand dollars. We got a great deal to cost us a thousand dollars a month to be on. Um, because of that number, I actually can run a beta test and run ads in another network or in another area that is similar to Mobile, Alabama uh-huh. at $1,000 a month and see which one produces more. Hmm. And so it's a good time to A, B, the internet versus television. It's a good time to just get down to doing it. Every video has to be 28, 30. How are we going to film it? How are we going to get these out? What does that look like? But also, I think it's an it's an opportunity to legitimize what I'm doing. I, I one of the biggest struggles with being digital only, because that's my deal. I'm digital only. After years of pastoral ministry, and I said it earlier, I have a more effective uh, internet ministry than the vast majority of people in our denomination. Maybe only two or three people have more so, and there's no, there's no uh, seal on that. There's no, there's no approval on that because nobody knows what it is. Right. The beautiful thing about television is it does give me the opportunity to go, I'm doing something you understand. (laughs) I'm doing something you get. And so, and if we find that it really works, we'll start fundraising and branching out into a bunch of different stuff. But I really, I really believe, so this is a little extra for you. I really believe in the model of the televangelist. I do not particularly love what it has been and has become. And I think I have the the tools. I think I have the know-how. I think I have the gift set to help reformulate what that looks like and help people run leaner, help people run a little more uh, efficiently where they can actually produce content that is of a little more value online. Cause right now, when you look at televangelist, it's kind of like one of two things. It's either in times mm. or it's money. It's mm. sow a seed and we'll, you know, or you can mix the two and sow a seed before the end times. Praise <laughs> the Lord. So that's your third option. It's your third rail. And so, um, oh you know, but so basically you have that deal oh. and it becomes so sensational but what happens is those become very, very fundraising minded because uh-huh. it's so expensive. Not only is the airtime expensive, but it's expensive because everybody thinks they got to have a studio and they got to have a crew and they got to have all this stuff. Right. And what if we could create a model 
where, you know what, we could take over and we could broadcast and maybe you need to hire two people. So, you know, like, in a, yeah, in a similar vein, I think, uh, I think churches also are in the same category. I mean, not the same category, but they're in the same position where it takes an extreme amount of money to run a physical church. And so what we're doing with our church is like all online right now. And uh, it is so much cheaper, so much cheaper. And, and yeah, there's and no how can you How can you run it lean? How can you run it? If you could run it lean, what would it look like? And the, pro and the problem is, is for churches, is a lot of the money that you spend ends up being money that is spent on things that don't have uh, continual use. So, you yeah, know, yeah. your big purchases in a church might be like a building, which right. typically can't be used throughout the week, you know? But that's like if, if like if our guys around here, and some of them are my friends, but if some of them are smart, they'd be going, how can we set Jason Mayfield up a studio that he'll pay us rent on? Yeah. You know, you know, and that kind of stuff, but we don't have a lot of churches that do that. Too many churches yeah. build uh, church buildings and not facilities. Yes. You know, you, yes. if, you, if you're building a church right now, you need to build a facility that people can use outside of what you do and I'm not talking about weddings, mm -hmm. you know, which most churches are even ill set up for weddings. Yeah. You I, know, I, it's like your one rental opportunity. I, what would be a really cool idea? Now I'm not, it's probably in, in me. I'm probably not going to do this, but I think it would be a really cool idea is sort of that, um, uh, if a, if a church had sort of that co-working model. I think that's what most churches should do is create some kind of, um, you know, what, what was that? We work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of create, we work style spaces that, um, were either incredibly modular or, or even just creating, you know, meeting rooms that were smaller that people could rent, you know, you know, cause what a lot of churches will do is they'll, they'll build this sanctuary, but then they'll just build these naked rooms that they want to do all their Christian education in. Every room ought to have a sound system. Every room ought to have a large television. Every room ought to be able to be up and running fast. That way you can you can contract those out to people. Mm -hmm. You ought to have a coffee shop in your church that's operational all week long. Get something that gets people on the premise. You know, I mean, in some churches, what's amazing is y'all have built these massive amount of or massive and expensive coffee houses that you run for your services. And it's like, that could be run all week long. As a matter of fact, I didn't realize how little we used our buildings until uh, we tried to get a fountain drink machine years ago. And we were trying to put a fountain drink machine in because at that time, I was enjoying the soft drinks, my friends. Yeah. I, it was a little bit of a selfish you know, uh -huh. endeavor. <laughs> and we tried to put a soft drink machine in and Coca-Cola told us, we will not put a fountain drink machine in your church. And we're like, why not? Why? And they said, because you won't use it enough. They said, if they aren't being used consistently, yeah, they they end up nasty. going bad and you guys won't use it enough because you're a church. And so they told us, you don't do anything in your building. Right. Hashtag Coca-Cola, keeping it real. <laughs> keeping it real. Oh, keeping man. it real. See, but but for, for our perspective, like we, we're not anywhere close to having a facility, right? There's not like a big... 
part of our budget that is set aside for for facility uh, purchase or building or yeah. anything. You know, we we really haven't gone that traditional route of okay, you start in a school at least for around our our area. It's like you start in a school and you save up and you buy a plot of land and you build a big old building and you settle mm-hmm. in. Um, I've been a part of that before. And, uh, and it was sort of the death of the exciting part of the ministry a lot of times, you know, going into that facility and then suddenly it's like, ah, oh, we finished. I'm like, yeah, what are you talking there, about? Can be a, there can be a, a, a finality to it or, you know, you get into a, a, a building that can fit everybody and you realize the juice was in not being able to fit everybody. Mm-hmm. A yeah, lot of yeah. juice in that. Yeah. And so now you can fit everybody and people don't want to come. So now you got open space. Yeah. And that really feels like you're not winning. And so so there can be things that turn on you. Or, you know, you do have that situation where you just get into a large building and then all of a sudden, you know, things change. You know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If you are a pastor and you are over 60 years old, you really need to consider not building new buildings and stuff and just, you know, bug out your whole situation because, I mean, Pastor, if you're watching right now and you are older, I'm going to tell you a little secret that I've learned through observation. Some of y'all are just real bad at choosing a successor. <laughs> or some of you are real bad at getting into a system that allows you to choose your successor. And I, honestly, what's funny is, is the guys who could choose their successor go to bad governmental models. And guys with good governmental models are bad at choosing their successors. And some of y'all want to force a succession plan to work that's never going to work. I'm watching a guy right now who we have a relationship with, love him to death. He's out in Texas, and he is pushing his son-in-law to be uh, the next pastor of his church. Son-in-law is not called to ministry, much less called to senior pastor of mega church. Yeah. And it's, it is starting to destroy the deal there. A couple of years ago, they went to a gigantic building. And, you know, you do not want to be in a situation where you're in a massive building. Matter of fact, they're, they're selling a building on their facility right now or on their property. That's an, their old church sits a few hundred people. Mm-hmm. And I said the other day, I said, they might not want to sell that building. That might be the one they need here in the next little while. <laughs> because of the way things are going. And so you want to be careful with that, with buildings and stuff, man. I find, I, I think hustling is, is more fun than being set up, you know? And sometimes y'all want to go to big churches and go like, well, this is a big church. Like you go to church of the Highlands in Birmingham, you go into that sanctuary and go, man, this is a big church. Well, not when you think of what size the actual church is, they filling uh-huh. up, you know, 17 other locations every Sunday morning. When you think of that, it's a real small building. Mm-hmm for what they got, you know, but you don't want to be in a massive building and then not be able to do what you need to do. But yeah, run lean. I'm all yeah. about running lean. That's what in that's, every area. Man, that's what we are we are doing and and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. I like it this way. I don't I don't want to uh at this point, you know, God could do whatever he wants to do in me, through me or without me, but he, you know, I'm I'm not in a place where I'm looking for a large facility. And especially yeah. right now in California, when they're like, you you can only have 25% anyways of your capacity. So, you know, and that doesn't even feel good. Yeah, because then you just have a big empty room and which can actually hurt you, yeah. you know. And so I, I mean, don't I don't know. I'm I, I'm kind of living in this world now where I'm like, if you if the more lean you run, you can either have more or you can do more. And I'm really not against either one of those things. 
you know, on a personal level, I want to have more. I, I want to save more. I want to build my own personal net worth, my own personal wealth. I'm, I'm about that life. But as a minister, as a business person, I want to be able to do more. You know, and so the, the more lean you run, the more you can do. So you think if you keep operational costs down, what can you do? Mm-hmm. How many ads could you run this month? It's funny that, you know, I just deal with this with pastors all the time. They don't want to spend money on things that make money. It's like, we don't want to run ads. Okay, well, fine. Don't. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. This is this is where the money's at. This is where the growth is. You know, uh, I mean, you can literally go into someone's house and go, come to my church this week. That's what a Facebook ad is. That's what, uh-huh. you know, Google AdWords is. That's that's going into their home. You can literally walk into someone's bathroom stall and go, come to our church this weekend. Uh, <laughs> that's how good the advertising is. Oh, that's a horrible image. Um, but hey, that's how good it is. And that's I know where they're watching. I know that's it. why I got subtitles on all my video. I know that 50% of the people I minister to are taking a poop. That's what you got to remember. That's why you need those subtitles. All right, this is this is now that's advertising the, right there, man. I just I just dropped some some gold on you people. This is now the <laughs> clip that I use to drive people to this podcast. That's it. If you're watching, <laughs> hey, hey, if you're sitting on the toilet right now, you need to go watch this entire video because this is a word for you. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, man, for real, I gotta let you go because you've been on here now for like. Six hour, hours and 53 minutes. Hour and 22 minutes, and you're not making a dime off of it. So go do something. You My can whole make house is starting off. to smell like pork because I got a roast in the, the crock pot. There you go. Well, man, thanks for hanging out with me. Really appreciate it. If people want to find you, where can they find you? Man, jasonmayfield.com obviously takes you everywhere. You can go over yep. to YouTube, it's a great place to subscribe. Instagram, the Jason Mayfield. Those are kind of my hot spots. There you go. All right, man. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll keep in touch. We'll see how it's going with your new endeavors. Appreciate you a ton, Micah. There you go.